Hello and welcome to our podcast, Treating Cancer 3E-Way. In this podcast, Lothar Hirneiser and myself, Klaus Pertl, are looking at cancer in the 21st century. We believe very much the way we're looking at cancer is not so effective and therefore we want to encourage people to dig deeper and find more effective ways. Today, our topic is, is destroying or fighting cancer cells really working? What are the options besides killing cancer cell? Welcome back, Lothar. So what do you think about those questions? Hi, first of all, welcome back, Klaus. We have to go a step backwards here to, to answer your question. Let, let me do it first, you know. We have to look to the history of oncology to, to answer it. What, what happened 50, 60, 70 years ago? In all the brains of all the oncologists, they are saying, you know, tumor is the cancer. And um, so what they mean is, if we destroy the tumor, we destroy the illness or we heal the patient. But what they still don't understand or what, let, let's say a better way, maybe what the whole system don't want to understand, otherwise it would not work, is that the tumor is, is just a symptom and not the illness. It's like headaches, you know, you can take some, uh, some age or some, some painkiller and the headache will go, but your illness is still there. And the same is with cancer. You can destroy the tumor, of course, but this means not that the illness uh, uh, went away. And uh, that, that's the problem here. Is it the question now, is it worthwhile or is it good to destroy a tumor? I would say, in, and, and now for all the people listening here, if you are not very deep in, in holistic medicine, you maybe will not understand my sentence now. But I would say, don't destroy the tumor just straight away. Because if you find the cause, and if you change the cause, the tumor will go like the tumor came. But going back to your uh, question, um, are there cases sometimes where, where it's maybe good? Yes. I think uh, for me, there are two, two cases where I would say destroying the tumor is, is, is a good thing here. But with destroying the tumor, by the way, I'm not meaning chemotherapy and radiation. I'm not meaning destroying the tumor and killing also nearly the rest of the body or the, or the human being. So this makes no sense to me. But anyway, for example, if you have a big tumor mass in, in, in the body, and I mean, you know, like a fist or even like a head, if you have a big, big tumor, then for the immune system, it's, it's not easy to break down billions of these cells and bring it out. And, and so, so here, if you can do an operation or if you can use some, some let me say, destroying therapies like high dosage of, of vitamin C or like uh, electrocancer therapy or like Ukraine, things which, is, which are destroying cancer cells, yes, use them. Even if they have some, some, let me say, smaller side effects than radiation chemotherapy, accept these, these side effects. But what you are doing, you are gaining time. Because we have to understand that sometimes a lot of the holistic therapies, for example, China Budwig, uh, uh, the Budwig protocol, um, here you need some time. But if you don't have the time, uh, yes, um, sometimes it's good to destroy the, the, the cancer cells. And uh, there's another thing which is also very important. We all know that uh, especially cancer patients in the final stage, they have a lot of stress because they think about, you know, they will die very soon and what happens to the family, to all the people they love. And so, um, you know, they can't sleep anymore. And for them, uh, destroying a tumor could help a lot 
that they don't have so much stress anymore. So from, from these two points, I would say, yes, sometimes um, uh, it absolutely can help. Or another example would be if, if you have a tumor in the bones and um, uh, you have a lot of pain, you have terrible pain and um, uh, you're full with, let me say, all the, the, the opiums, um, then it also makes sense, you know, to do something fast uh, because all the other things are worse than this one. So, so I'm not 100% always totally against destroying a tumor, but I would say in most of the cases, especially after diagnostic or if the tumor is not very big, um, there is no need for it. No, absolutely not. And I think that's something I also discovered that most cancer, when they would, when they are discovered, they're tiny. They're really very, very small. And and the people going to to a diagnosis, they they're totally surprised because they never felt anything. They they feel completely healthy when they go to 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 have a diagnosis, and then they're shocked and surprised because they never ever felt anything. And so that, that is a, an issue that probably most experience. And yes, and there's a small group that they show up very late and they have big tumors and the symptoms are very dramatic. And I think then it would make a lot of sense of killing them. And there was also an interesting study done with breast cancer patients in Sweden, I believe, quite a big study, or no, sorry, in Denmark, quite a big study with seven or 8,000 women. And they wanted to know, is there a difference if you wait two months after diagnosis b before you do a treatment because there was always there's always this argument you basically discover on thursday that you have cancer and on monday you have to operate or you have to do chemo so it's a very odd rush into very quickly killing or destroying it and that study showed that there was no difference in success if you do it two, I think even three months later, or immediately after diagnosis. So there seems to be also not necessarily, uh, sorry, there doesn't seem to be the necessity in the first place to always quickly respond uh, to operate and kill. And from a treatment point, it doesn't always improve if you immediately go for it. So why the pressure? Why the quickness? Why do we have to kill so quickly? Yeah, well, this this is also a, a, a gain when you look to the history, and here it's the history of metastasis. Um, this is, you know, what they're always saying to to cancer patients. Oh, you have to do it, let me say tomorrow at least, but can for sure, for sure, you do it next week. And because if you don't make it, maybe next week you will have new tumors in the body. And then, as you know, conventional oncologists, then we can't help you anymore. And this is why why, why they put them in budget. But think about it. <laughs> you know, one cubic centimeter, you know, one centimeter by one centimeter by one centimeter of a tumor has more than 1.24 billion cells. Billion, not, not, not million. Billion cells. So what they're saying here is, okay, if you have 1.3 billion which means uh, a month later, then you will die. With 1.2 billion cancer cells, it's okay. But with 1.3, you will die. You know, of course, 
it's cancer here, so we can't we can't laugh about it. But normally, you sh- you just should should smile and say, "Come on, this is really such a nonsense. I I, I just can't believe what you are saying." And also, the other thing, uh, what you mentioned before, Klaus that the oncologists are making the patient so ill. This is only in oncology. I don't know no other faculty in, in medicine where, where the same thing happens. Think about it. Somebody comes to a doctor and the doctor is saying, you have cancer, you have this illness. And what is the doctor saying? Okay, Mr. Smith, Mrs. Miller, that you become healthy. The first thing I have to do, I have to make you very ill. I have to cut with a knife in you. I have to give you radiation, which, by the way, creates new cancer cells. I have to give you a terrible poison, chemotherapy. And then if you are really ill, 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 very, very ill, then you have to change to become healthy. Isn't it strange? Isn't that isn't that just unbelievable that so many people are just trusting a doctor in that way that the doctor is saying that you become healthy, I have to make you ill? But think about it. Like you said, most patients who are coming or getting the diagnosis cancer, they are very healthy. They're working, they have sex, they eat, they go for vacation. They, 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 most people even don't have pain. Most of the people even have a, a new uh, uh, blood analysis, so so they are very healthy. Except, of course, they have a tumor somewhere in the body, but they're very healthy. And then a doctor is saying, "I have to make you ill to become healthy." If you would do this somewhere else, everybody would think about your your car is broken, and he say, "Oh, I, I first destroyed a complete car and, and rebuilt it." What would you say, you know? <laughs> Everybody would say, are you totally crazy here or what? Yeah. Uh, and also, if you have diabetes, think about it. You have diabetes, you go somewhere and the doctor is saying, I give you now some injection and you feel very terrible. You, you, for the next month, you, you, you will not go out of the bed and you will have all the side effects like chemotherapy and radiation. And even a part of it will make it, maybe like radiation making a new diabetic. Would the people accept these injections? I don't think so. But in oncology, I don't know how they made it, you know. But in the last 50 years, this is what in the brain of all the people are. They have to seen, they have seen too many Hollywood movies. They have seen too many of all these nurse um, uh, uh, TV shows and all these things, you know. Uh, and what I see always is their chemotherapy, chemotherapy, chemotherapy in all the Hollywood movies. And um, so this is what I believe in. They think um, you need chemotherapy. And if you survive with chemotherapy, you just say, oh, I survived because I got it. And if you die, everybody is saying, oh, the cancer was more strong than the human being. Um, so this is a, a funny situation at, at the end, I would say. Yeah. Exactly. This is also, I think, what the, what both of us were. We were so shocked to see this reality. We would never expected that. Now, thank God there's some good news. And I think for us both, Lothar, Dr. Johanna Budwig showed us a completely different view of that one. Because her whole logic is not to weaken the body. It is quite the opposite, to strengthen the body, to give it more energy so that the body can go into a natural division of cells again. And and to and I think that was very powerful. So let's look a little bit and uh, share from that other option because that's not killing that's not a killing option it's a strengthening option 
Um, so give us, uh, tell our listener, listener a, a little bit about what, how Budwig, Dr. Johanna Budwig saw um, dealing with cancer. What is, what is her concept in philosophy? And it was more about strengthening. Of course, here we have to, to talk about the, the problem with the so-called immune system. Um, the, 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 the challenge here is, um, you know, the conventional doctors are saying the immune system is not working. By the way, we're not talking about the immune system in details here. But we all know that cancer patients are having a very good immune system. It's just that the immune system don't want to, to destroy the cancer cells because the immune system is needs the cancer cells and is using it. So, so, so what happens here? Um, if you do chemotherapy radiation, you destroy your immune system. But this is exactly what you need when you are ill. And this is what Dr. Budwig, now coming back to your question, uh, um, uh, is doing, you know. She found out that um, cancer cells are having an oxygen problem. And, and not enough oxygen is going into the mitochondria. So the whole idea is how we can strengthen the immune system and that more oxygen goes in through the cell membranes. You know, we don't need more oxygen because we, we have enough oxygen, you know. This is, this is not a problem. But the oxygen, the molecules must go through the cell membranes. Uh, first through the double membrane of each cell and then through another membrane into the mitochondria. And here is the problem. If the, the cell membranes are not working because the cell membrane um, has two main components, it's fat and phosphate. And so if you are eating the wrong fat, um, the cell membranes, they will change in, in such a way that the oxygen can't go through uh, uh, anymore. This is what Dr. Budwig is, is doing, you know. She's just changing with the right fat and with, with all the, let's say, good electrons you are eating here, and electrons in a way that your body can absorb the electrons very fast. And um, so at the end, she's just helping the cells that the oxygen can go again into the cells. So what you have to do is when you are ill, you have to make you more healthy and not more ill, of course. And uh, I, I, have, I have to smile again here because um, I still can't understand how this situ how they were able to establishing a system where they make patients, where they make human beings very ill. Because this is not a job of a doctor, right? If, 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 if patients are coming to a doctor, he should help them to become more healthy and not more ill. And, and to say, I have to make you more ill to become more healthy, this is for me a very strange thing. So, so again, Dr. Budwig or, or other doctors, um, what they're normally doing is, uh, you know, the old Latin words of first, do not harm. For 2,000 years, this was what each doctor learned at the university. First, do not harm. And, and this changed. This changed in the last 50 years. This changed with chemotherapy and radiation. And um, so I think it's time to change this back. Wonderful. And I also believe that there are therapies out there. And as I said, uh, our uh, Budwig Center here in Germany, if you want to look it up, it's www.theoriginalbudwigcenter.com. We, we offer programs where people can really learn how to strengthen their system. But I think there's other programs as well besides uh, Budwig that also do the same thing. So it's not just Budwig, which is good to know. It, it's just a, philosoph a philosophical question, if you like. You know, How do we create peace? Do we create peace with war 
or do we create peace with uh, creating cooperation? And and at the moment, uh, for two thousand years, people would say, well, you know, uh, we create peace with wars, with war. This is we're fighting, fighting, and killing and killing. And there's a different philosophy that says, no, uh, why do we have in a democracy so much freedom and support and 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 times without wars simply because of cooperation? So we're not fighting. So, but it's a philosophy, a philosophical question, and, and I'm hoping that more and more people realize that fighting is very rarely and killing is very rarely the solution. Cooperation and strengthening and helping is probably in most cases more helpful. Absolutely, absolutely. But but this is you know um, they made a decision. The decision was made. A cancer cell is dead. We have to kill the cancer cells. And we do it. And if we kill even the patient, we do it. You know, we are fighting, fighting, fighting. That's the, the whole situation in conventional medicine. And um, what I still don't understand, they fight against a symptom and not against the illness. And um, yeah, we just do our small part here to to explain this to these people who wants to know it. I would say, yeah. Ask yourself the question: What do you want? And if you feel it is very important to kill something, then obviously you will continue doing it. If you're, however, a little bit uncertain and open, then explore the route. There are different routes uh, while not immediately killing and maybe strengthening. Thank you very much for listening in today. Uh, thank you, Lothar, and goodbye from my side. And goodbye and carpe diem.